following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Patrick is in the building. How you doing tonight, Patrick? Good, I'm good. How about yourself? Doing all right, man. Uh, honestly, work's been like crazy. Like I, I don't have any downtime at work nowadays. And uh, it's good because I'm not bored. But also, like, I be feeling it sometimes, you know, like after a hard day. Just stay busy. Exactly, exactly. And what's good about it, too, is like I'm busy and at least I can see my work making progress or like, you know, it's adding more to to the environment. So I'm, I'm definitely I'm just juiced overall. Uh, as long as I stay focused on, you know, being productive, then it's not really a problem. You feel me? Uh, but yeah, doing doing well, man. Um, anyways, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we start off with some intro questions, some warm up questions just to set the tone. After that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's how the conversation will flow. And after all that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Pat? All right, let's do it. All right, man. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? Uh, you've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately, man? Um, I think like most people, I can say I'm surviving out here. Uh, it's been a been a new transition for this past year for the most part i i sent you a message about it earlier but i had about two near-death experiences right towards the end of last year almost got hit by a train and then the new car i got got flooded out by rain on the freeway and i was all in like a two-month time period one was right or like two or three days right after my birthday so holy shit man <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been a it's been a really uh introspective kind of year for me for the most part kind of just figuring out what's important and then what else I need to do. I'm almost turning 30 this year, coming up in October or October. For so. sure. Yeah, I'm there already. I'm 32. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait till you join the club. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's it called? I, I, honestly, I think you're the first person I've talked to that had two near-death experiences so close to one another. Um, I can only imagine what happened after the first one. But, like, was there anything different about having to go through it again? And, you know, was there any yeah. added... The first time it was it was crazy, you know, that was the train. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, the rain, you know, I just kind of thought to myself, like, it's just not that bad. At least I didn't get hit by the train. You know, when the flood happened, it kind of put in perspective, like, damn, this sucks. But I kind of think God was just saving me from these gas prices at this point. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Um, and no, no major injuries for you, too. Right. Or like you uh, I got out in time. And then uh, with the flood, I managed to, you know, climb out of my moonroof and get out of that situation but you know pretty much unscathed and you know like a lot of people don't live through those situations to get to like yeah, you know? <laughs> i got you i got you no man <laughs> definitely some luck going around here people say i'm unlucky but i like to think i'm the luckiest person because you know like most people don't get those situations and come out look okay and still like going to work being able to like do what they want to do and enjoy themselves so i've kind of been taking trying to take full advantage of that whole new perspective to build. i got you and uh if you don't mind just one more question about these uh these moments for you but uh so you're in the moment 
like in your mind what did it feel just natural to kind of survive and get yourself out of there or was it like you were panicking and then it took a quick second for you to kind of like you know like no i gotta get out you know get myself out of this situation the, the whole fight or flight internal thing kind of just takes over when you're seeing shit like that and it's just like it's time to fight or it's time to run in those situations it was time to run <laughs> Like, you know, get out how you can, basically. I mean, that's, I think, where my mind went to in those moments. Like, get to a safe area and, like, just see what happens. And then after that, I'm just standing on the side looking at my car. It's like, well, all right, I got out at least. Cool. uh, I need a new car. I mean, processing that must have took a second, you know, because like at first you're just grateful for, for being alive. And then, you know, maybe the next couple of days you're like, holy shit, I was that close or, you know, nothing really even worse could happen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, for me, I, I feel like I'd, ha- I'd handle it in a similar situation where like, well, I, I keep it moving. You know, it, it happened. I can't just sit around and think about it all day so as far as the car you know what i'm saying and then like at the end of the day just got bills to pay and i'm still alive so you know it ain't over yet basically for sure for sure um and then so my second question for you in the warm-up is what would you like the audience to know about you i guess a little bit of background on me so i'm the oldest boy of six mm. uh got a, a brother in the army i have a gay brother in child services i have a sister that's a vet um got some younger ones they're still going through school me myself I've, I've been out for the past five years on my own i started with a backpack and pretty much left my parents house and with a couple of, like some clothes and a computer i pretty much went on my own way and started surfing couches and starting really weird jobs here and there but now i'm in a place where I'm like, hey, I want to go to Bali and I could probably afford it. And, oh, that's and so. got, my, <laughs> got my bills paid, got a car I can drive in, you know, got a job that's cool. I'm like, life ain't that bad right now. You know, it's all about perspective. My, my uh, dad, my stepdad, actually, he writes books and uh, he's written a good number of them. He, he likes to talk about experience for the most part. And like people are their accumulation of experience. Mm. Not really more about like the experiences that you you know have those are actually equal to who you are so like someone that's 50 could have a certain amount of experience and witness things but someone at 20 could have had a very rapid growth and have those same experiences so it's just kind of like the more experience that you have the more you have in your wallet in a way i kind of live that life of going off and filling up my wallet trying to get as many experiences that are out there Got you. Uh, what would you say is uh, the last experience you kind of went out there and got for yourself? Uh, I think the last experience would be kind of just reconnecting with my family. That's that's the one, like I said, this past year I've been like working on for the most part. I went camping with them for the first time, which I haven't gone with them in like eight years, including my mom and my brothers and everybody. Mm-hmm. So like kind of reconnecting with them was like the newest experience to remind me like I may go so far but I still got roots that I got to take care of no for sure man especially when you get to that 30 age range um something switches when it comes to family you know it almost feels like you know uh, you got to show the love you got to you know be a part of their lives as much as they were a part of yours growing up uh you know I I feel the same way I I still live with my folks 
And, uh, you know, I, I try to do that balance of like, gotta have my own life and, you know, not really be family life separation kind of thing. And is that super hard when you're living with your folks? So, <laughs> but I'm lucky yeah. enough where my <laughs> parents understand that and they don't, uh, they don't always try to force themselves into my life, which is great. So I just have to appreciate, you know, the time that we do have together. Um, but for sure. Uh, and then I had another question, but it, it flew away. So we'll move on to the next one. Um, but the second question is, if there was a way I could express the energy you possess, what could I do? What sort of act could I do for, for Pat? I mean, like an energy? I mean... I'd like to think I'm, I'd like to think I got like a noble energy in a way. I'm always trying to do the right thing, and I think that light in itself kind of like shows on people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the workplace and even just like with friends and everything. I'm always trying to like just help in any way, and I think like they think of that as like noble because you know everyone's already helping themselves, already having a hard time themselves. Helping others is kind of a hard thing these days. Mm-hmm. I got you. So just act noble like to to pay honor to you <laughs> like i mean that's that's honestly i just kind of think of like my mentality like that in a way like somewhere in there my ancestors probably nobility you know and gotta hold that still where like it's not lost i got you um and i had to look this up so i don't you know get this get this wrong um but for the folks out there wondering what no noble means um, it's having or showing fine pers- personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals. Uh, so, yeah, man. I, and honestly, when I first met you, and we only interacted maybe a handful of times, uh, you know, at Waymo. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, you know, I felt good energy from you. You know, you, you seemed like a stand-up dude. Uh, and in workplaces, we always see a variety of people, right? Um, people trying to climb the ladder, people try- just doing their thing. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we had the same kind of, uh, on the same wavelength as far as we were just there doing our thing. Um, it wasn't all for us, you know, like there's other things out there like this you're working on, you know, and it's, it's more than just your regular job that you could be doing, you could be caring about. Ain't no reason to put emotion into it. Exactly. Especially in the workplace, man. It's just business. You know, we, we trying to get, we trying to survive. Get paycheck, walk out, go do what you want to do afterwards. And try to get something that will get you to see you stop coming in. Like, no doubt. That's the goal. That's the goal. Don't got to climb the ladder. Find some shit on your own. Uh, you still there or you, you've been moved on? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not there anymore. I actually left there about half a year ago or so. And, uh, now, gotcha. working at another job currently, but this one allows me more free time to myself where I'm not commuting, not mm. an hour just to go to work. And I'm working about a three, four day schedule instead of five hours or five days. So I'm finding a lot more time to myself to be able to kind of build more side projects that I'm trying to work on and reconnect with people that are actually doing things as well, too. So I can kind of like sell and I guess we're network. Got you. No, I mean, it sounds like you have better balance. Um, and I think that's super important for anybody is like cause the majority of us is having to balance, you know, either our, our work lives and then trying to pursue our passion and dreams outside of that. Uh, and that's if you don't have a family where that takes a whole nother part of your time. Right. Uh, so for you, you feel like where you're at right now, you have identified your passions and you kind of going for them or you still kind of in that place of like figuring it out. 
you know, like Waymo kind of like, I, I've always been into the music, but Waymo and the time consumption that it took away from me just never allowed me to really pursue that. And then now with this, I'm able to kind of promote myself more on a platform and work with people that I used to, to kind of like actually try to create some content. Um, I have a cousin in Reading. He recently uh, just kind of launched himself with his album. He's on Apple and Pandora and SoundCloud. And, uh, you know, you can pretty much pick up his songs now. Uh, but he's been trying to get me to come out there to come record some songs for the most part. So I've been trying to do this self-reflection and then try to write down some thoughts that could actually be transferred over into. I got you. You you a singer? You a rapper? Uh, what what kind of a just just, just rapping a little bit, you know? <laughs> I sing a little, but I ain't yeah. gonna say I'm, I'm I'm all right. But like you know, I'm good. Like I'm Filipino. I can karaoke, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like I can write down some words. Uh, I was in a choir at one point. People say that I could rap a little bit, like Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, and like Drake. I could throw it all three together. So I'm kind of very versatile in that. But that was the old me. I gotta work on the new me. Got you, got you. Hey man, well keep me posted when it drops, and maybe at the end of this episode you can uh, plug in your at least your your cousin's music. So you know, I'm definitely interested in hearing that stuff. Uh, all right, man. Moving on to my last question for you in the warm up, which is on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? I want to say like a seven. Why a seven? I figured out some stuff, but I, I know that there's some stuff out there that I don't know. And I feel like seven's putting it still too hot. Like, I want to put it at like, a, there's still a lot more out there. I feel like about me that like, I myself have to like sit back and be like, damn, that's you. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Recognize that. Damn, that's you. Like, yeah. All right. That's you. Yeah. Especially as we get older, man, new things come up, new situations. Uh, and then we definitely surprise ourselves sometimes. Like now... Uh, my well, my question for you was going to be like, when's the last time you surprised yourself? Uh, but yeah, for 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 me, just an ex- as an example, I think like uh, when people just put me on the spot to talk to like a crowd or something, I feel way more comfortable now than I did growing up. And uh, I don't know if it's because I have a lot of practice on on this platform, or you know, just doing it enough times in front of people. Uh, but yeah, it's gotten a lot easier, and now it's like, okay, this is a part of who I am. Like I, I can do this. So for you, when's the last time you kind of had that moment of like, oh shit, okay, this is me? <laughs> um, I want to say when I was out camping with my cousins and my family and all of them, we were on the boat and I was uh, getting pulled on the raft with uh, my young, my little cousin, he's about like six, five years old or so. And then my other cousin, she's about 22. And, uh, you know, like I haven't really seen them in, in years at all. So like last time I saw the one that was six, he was probably like still even wasn't walking or anything like that. And uh, we're riding on the raft and everything, you know, we're having a really great time. And he looks over and tells me, you know, like, you're like one of the greatest cousins ever. And oh, shit. I, <laughs> you know, like for me, I'm like, this is this is kind of like one of our first personal moments of connecting, you know? And like, to me, I'm like, that's something I feel like I lacked a lot and I'm glad to be that to someone mm-hmm. I got some other cousins you know not really good role models to look up to but you know the ones that are they never really were around and mm-hmm. me coming back around the family was kind of just me trying to be a good role model show them what I've built up a little cousin telling you that kind of was just like confirmation for me like you you are a good cousin you are 
part of the family that has come in and sets a good example. Yeah, man, for sure. That is something I feel like I'm still working on. Like, I wouldn't call myself estranged from my cousins and, and all that. It's just that, you know, we live different lives and I've kind of drifted away where I'm not at every single party or I'm not part of every conversation or group text. Um, but yeah, like if I could ever get that moment where my little nephew or niece just tells me like, yo, we've been looking up to you and, you know, this is how we see you. I don't know if I'm going to get that moment, but I'm, I'm glad you, you got that. At least it's you. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, to be honest, because like, you know, you think about it and you're just like you. So one of your family members put you as a role model, even if it's not under you, but like they, they're looking at like, I'm not the role model, role model, but like they at least are like, you're, you're up there, bro. You're like, you know, I put, let their, let their dad be the role model, but like as a cousin or an uncle or something, you know, someone coming up to you and telling you that it's just like, man, especially when a kid does it too, because that's the truth of things. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because you're not even thinking about being a role model or like you're not thinking about being someone to look up to. It's just you doing so you. Fun and just doing me <laughs> and like you know, we're just on a raft getting pulled around on the boat, having fun. I'm telling them, you know, lift up the, the center so that way we don't get dunked under the water. And like, you know, it's, it's just natural just having fun. And then you just get that. That's like, yeah. All right. This is why I actually lived and came back around, you know, like, mm reconnect with my family after almost dying and like what I came for kind of thing for sure for sure um if you don't mind me asking man like it sounds like you you made a choice to kind of create some space with your family was that something that you needed at the time and you just felt like you know this is the way I'm going to go about it I mean, uh, my family sold their house in Fremont. We'd always been like a Bay Area family out here, which is moving up and down, settled in Fremont, but they sold it and then moved to a farm in Patterson. And so like, it's six acres of land. They got a house, chickens, goats. It's really nice and quiet and very great place to just relax at. But you're in your 20s and you're trying to build up something for yourself. It's just not a place of growth. And so I pretty much kind of like, like I was trapped on a whole nother island out there mm. and like I was ready to pretty much just be like I'm gonna end this shit I'm really depressed there pretty much and it got to the point that I got fed up with myself and was like this is you this is your life are you gonna accept it like this and it kind of I just led to the answer nah screw this shit like this is not gonna this is not gonna be the end this is not gonna be any of my story this is not where I'm going to just settle and just be out here. So I just grabbed a backpack and decided I was going to go out and try and find something for myself, find work and maybe just experience the world in a way that being sheltered on a farm could never really teach me. Airbnbs and some friends and sleeping on couches here and there. I made my way all the way from pretty much like Modesto, Turlock, Mountain View, uh, they, they're in Patterson, so I mean, I did that to Livermore, to Pleasanton, or to Hayward, to Berkeley. Pretty much staying at a lot of different spots, traveling, just trying to get some experience in there, and just trying to find work at the time. This is all right before COVID, too. This is like 2016, basically. I'm just backpacking through the world, just trying to figure out like myself in a way, and like. A path. That's crazy, man. Like all those cities, uh, 
you could definitely rep the bay the hardest i think <laughs> by being everywhere uh but shit man uh let's let's uh head on to the icebreakers real quick uh, before we get into the wheel so oh yeah wait before we go to the icebreakers i gotta do my little ad if you liking what you're hearing please like if you might share if you care subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there all right let's head over to the icebreakers all right man so my first one for you is gonna be a uh it's like point of view i'm gonna give you a statement and you kind of give me uh what your thoughts are on the statement all right so this first one is overthinking is a bad thing think that's true or why or why not yeah yeah i think so i got a saying worry is waste so Mm. you know you worry you waste and you know when you worry you stress overthinking pretty much you have to moderate that voice in your head to only talk so much and if you allow if you don't then it's just going to continuously just what ifs the what ifs over and over or you know the no's in there and it's going to stop you from actually taking action and doing something now how early do you figure that out because <laughs> I, I know for me it's something i still struggle with man and i almost uh I almost embrace my overthinking side sometimes, um, you know, because it'll help me like really analyze situations. But like you said, it, it it is sometimes a waste of time, you know, before I even choose an action. It's already been like a week or two and like it's, you know, the moment's gone. Yeah. So for me, I figured that out kind of through that five year journey because, you know, like wasn't really in the best situations a lot of the time. And, you know, me on this journey of trying to be more just that voice constantly is just saying like this this ain't it you know this this isn't it fuck like you know we be doing this or this or this you know but in reality there's just certain things you got to do in the moment you know like that's where you have to turn off that overthinking voice and just focus on those things you got to do in the moment and just take one day pretty much like it's you can play everyone's planning for a vacation next week i'm the guy that's like you know what tomorrow i'm going on vacation hmm like that step by step day by day you could you could do a vacation in the future but don't forget to take a vacation tomorrow when you got time because like you're dying and you know everyone's like you're young you got time that's not a true saying for the most part like you see it tomorrow everyone thinks that they do but like there's a lot that don't and once you realize that you start taking action into it the time where I actually i was jealous of the homeless guys having tent because they had a place to cover them from the wind and, you know, like, my thoughts in my head is like, I'm not supposed to be like this. But I controlled that to the point where it didn't put me in a depression. Where it was like, you're not getting out of this. It just stayed at that, this is where you are. You dive deeper into it, you're going to dive deeper into the hole. You have to just control that voice in a way and let it talk only so much. I got you. I got you. Yeah, definitely something I feel like I, I need to work on if I if I haven't already. Um and then my, my second statement for you is it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in that. There, yep. There's a saying I, I believe in uh, that, that goes along with that. And everyone kind of knows it. So everyone knows the, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. But the path to heaven is paved with good action. So... You have to think about that in a way. Sometimes good action doesn't have good intentions. But 
it's the right action to do. And so, like, asking for forgiveness, I'd rather do that than permission, to be honest, because sometimes you don't get the permission and it's not the right action. Sometimes you got to take action on your own and it's going to be the right thing. Not going to approve. Right thing to do for you. I got you. Uh, do you have a like a story that where where that kind of was relevant for you? And uh, it's alright if you don't though. Uh, not one I can think of off the top of my head. That's just one of the things I've kind of just learned through work in a way. You know, you you always working with people and they always trying to do the most. And like you know, sometimes you just gotta tell them stop doing the most, bro. Just, just <laughs> doing up, doing too much. It's making it's not it's nice you do it, but like gotta because there's gotta be a flow to it all kind of thing. So like you know, I've just learned I've watched people's actions and they've had good intentions, but like sometimes it's just the wrong action. You just gotta you know kind of remind them, hey, you tried, but like there was something else or something different that you could have done. Take it as constructive criticism, or it could just be taken as criticism. Open mind will take it as constructive. Got you. Honestly, man, that made me think about, you know, I told you earlier that I've been going like 110% at work. Maybe I am that guy that's doing too much at the moment because um, I'm so oh, wrapped. It's all moderation, man. It's all moderation. Once you find the flow, it's like a river. You got to let the water flow, you know. If you're forcing it too much, it's going to overdo it somewhere down the line. No, for sure. I think the thing I'm keeping in my mind is uh, failing fast. Like, uh, if I do something that I know isn't working, I'm not holding on to like, oh, this is the right way. It's like, okay, this doesn't work right away. I like move on and try to come up with a different solution. Um, but nah, nah, I got you. Uh, and I remembered what I was going to ask beforehand. Um, but now that you said that you kind of, you're the kind of guy to be like, oh, I'm going to go vacation tomorrow. So planning ahead, like five, ten years from now, is that, you know, something that you still do or you just, that's not how you think no more? Like, still, like I said, you still can make plans in the future, but you still can just be like, tomorrow, I'm going to go relax kind of thing. It all comes with moderation, you know, you can't overdo it. You, like, you want to go to Bali, that's obviously not something you can just walk away tomorrow and go do. It's like, you got to plan a month in ahead. But you want to go to Vegas or like just LA or just go to the beach and just mess around for the day like that real quick and just spend your time doing it go camping just disappear for like three four days if you got the time got you all all about balance man I'm with you there uh, and then moving on to my second icebreaker which is a word for word it's an association game uh, you're gonna have 34 seconds to do as many as you can the record is 12 but uh, honestly, no pressure. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Here we go. In three, two, one. Love. Eight. People. Places. Happiness. Hawaii. Family. Mom. Art. Passive. Life. Death. Hope. Like Crazy My ex Fear Uh, hate Age Old Conflict What was that last one? Resolution Conflict resolution Why did a resolution come come to mind for you for that? I feel like I do that all the time 
Mm. It's a lot of a lot of my life is all about just resolving conflict and like for the most part rediscovering my family there's a lot of conflict so. and even at work I'm kind of always the one that's just trying to balance it out and just resolve things you think you've always had that kind of like trait or perspective or attitude like from a youngin where you are now or was that something you kind of learned like you know I should try to find the middle ground or I should try to you know build these bridges I have one older sister, but like I'm the oldest boy in the family. So I think it's more just me growing up and having siblings like that, that uh, I always had to just try. I was the middle child before my mom got remarried. And then when she remarried, she like tripled the numbers. So like we went from three to six mm. and meshing the families together. Like there was a lot of conflict, you know, like especially between me and one of the other brothers. But eventually... I think just learning to get along with that. And then as we got out, it just kind of trained me as a kid. It's resolving conflict between people. And if your siblings or someone around that you care about is in some conflict, probably end up resolving it. I worked at the hospital at Kaiser for a while there too. So uh, that was one thing I was kind of dealing with when I was uh, there at the ER and the behavioral correctional facility and everything. It was a lot of... uh, people in their worst situations and then me trying to come in and just make it better where everyone's just happy yeah did you ever feel pressure on that or you know it felt like that was your your wheelhouse you know like oh i i I live for this or i I look forward to just it was a lifestyle that was just built around me as a kid like my mom liked to get into everyone's business and just be like the queen bee so like me being the oldest boy just threw me in the situations of just like wild shit <laughs> no, no I got you uh, no and I think that's a hella important skill man um, I think you know I'm, I'm sure you're, you're making your way uh, through your through your own journey um, but I know I think when I've been at 17 jobs in like 10 years man and Waymo is just like one of those other ones uh, but I can definitely see when when uh, someone moves differently or like someone's more about like the we and not me kind of thing um, and I, that's a skill. Not everybody has that. So, you know, I think you bring that valuable asset to wherever you end up, you know, being at. So make sure you hold on to it. Uh, let's go move back. Oh, go ahead. What are you saying? I, was like, I try to. I try to. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes. It's hard. <laughs> I try to hold on to it. <laughs> For sure. Uh, all right, man. Well, we made it to the main portion of the interview, which is the Wheel of Fate. Uh, let me pull up the wheel and give it a spin and uh just as a reminder um there's any question that's too deep or something you don't want to talk about feel free to pass uh absolutely no pressure your first number here is 11 so um this one is what are you currently struggling struggling with Mm. finances yeah (laughs) Money, man, money. Unfortunately, I feel like that's a basic problem for everybody. But I mean, I'm trying to build up enough startup capital to kind of just create the things that I want. And, you know, just getting that money is trying in a lot of different ways. And trying, like you said, you did like 17, 18 jobs. Yeah, man. Got to wear a lot of different hats and do a lot of different grinds. You know, people just spending time at home and watching Netflix for the most part. And it's like, we spending a little bit of extra time doing something else. Mm-hmm. I sit at home and I watch TV. I kind of like enjoy it. But then later on, I'm like, we could have 
like four hours, bro. Like, what? That's that's time. Can't get that one back. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm really hard on myself for uh, moderating how much time I spend relaxing and also grinding at the same time too. That probably works like a ton in your favor, man. Um, I think for me, I, I err like on more of relaxation. I don't know. I, I, I justify my actions by telling myself it's all towards balance. Um, so like when I'm at work or in work mode, I'm like trying to give it as much as I can. And then when I'm relaxing, I'm not giving anything at all, you know, uh, which I think can be better because I honestly, I'm not too happy with how much I relax all the time. I feel like I could be doing more a lot of the time. Um, so that's that's something that I eventually am trying to work on. Um, but as far as financials go, uh, what's that? Sorry. I said what, I, what I've kind of done is just separated out like the days, like when I actually work on a regular day. That's a whole grind day. We don't stop until like 10 o'clock midnight, even if we got work tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing that three, four days out of the week. And then on the days off, it's like, all right, let's figure out, like, what do we need personally to be okay? You know, do I need food in the fridge? Do I need to do some laundry? Do I need to just blow some steam and go off and have a drink? Like, that's moderation with that me time. And then sometimes you're like, wow, like, I don't need me time. This could be hustle time. And now you actually have that day to actually do that hustle time, you know? So it's just separating out the two and kind of, like I said, moderation. It's kind of the key word. I got you. Yeah, for me, it's like, I think I've been approaching it like seasons. Like I'll, I'll have my summer season where I feel like it's hustle time. And then the fall is like a little unwind time. And then when winter hits, it's like, I want to hustle, but I don't know, maybe it's the cold weather, giving myself excuses. But it, it definitely it's slows down. <laughs> yeah, especially especially around the holidays, man. Um, and uh, so as far as your financials go, you feel like you need, like something my mom's been telling me a lot lately, and I have to kind of do it eventually, but talk to a financial manager or like maybe somebody that can give me a little more of a, oh, the, a roadmap on how to get my shit together. Uh, is that something you feel like you need or you you just, you I know, mean, self-teaching? I've, I've, I've kind of done it myself over the past five years of just meeting people. Like, so like everyone's done that whole life insurance thing, right? Where they talk to someone who's trying to recruit them in, right? Let's just put this straight. Selling it, pyramid. The actual product itself is actually a solid thing. And then learning about 401ks and IRAs and stuff like that. Like financial literacy is one of those things they from the world. So like, that's one of those things your parents never were taught. And so you have to go off and find people who were taught at least portions of this. Put it all together for yourself. So, you know, like just finding those people with financial literacy will, and making that your bubble will start to gain your knowledge. And you'll even find the internet, once you start talking about these things, they'll start showing people on LinkedIn or Instagram or any of those reels, just kind of like going over certain information about like building credit or loan or just generational wealth i mean at this point i think my family is in debt and i need about 15 million dollars before i die just mm. so that way i know that they good and everyone's covered and i'm gonna go ahead and just walk away from the scene no less got you got you well that, that's a great solid goal man um i know for me it's I've, my mom, another thing is that 
uh, for the longest time I said you know I hated money and that's why money hates me uh, and you know like my folks are like you, you should never say that you hate money because fucking the universe is listening and if you talk like that then of course it's not gonna uh, work in your favor and money. <laughs> what was that? you ain't gonna get no money money's gonna stop <laughs> You already rejected money before asking the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that that is another part of part of the thing of my growth um, is to is to switch that way of thinking. Um, and I think it came from when I was a kid. You know how when you're a kid, you see a lot of things in black and white, right? And like uh, you don't see the gray area as much. So for me, when I was a kid, I guess I decided real early like money is a bad thing because it corrupts people and it does all these things. Um, but yeah, so. I really just need to grow up a little bit more and, and view money a different way and find ways for it to work for me. <laughs> uh, my, money's not, money isn't the root of all happiness, but if you got money and you're able to just enjoy yourself and spread it around, I feel like you're living a good life, you know? And that's kind of the goal right there. It's just make enough money where you yourself are happy and then the ones around you are, you can take care of them and be happy. That's the way you got to view money my portion it is evil people will do some sick stuff for it but as long as you don't make yourself evil getting it it's just another tool in its own way sure and I, I think maybe that's what it is man I don't think I so far hadn't like truly trusted myself to, to be uncorruptible or you know make sure I do the right things when the money does come um, so yeah I mean it's like power and I feel like it amplifies whatever is inside so, you know, depending what the core value of that is, is whether or not, you know, you even should be having that money. If you're like a dirtbag and get $2 million from the lottery, I mean, you got it, but you being how you are, chances are you might not end up keeping it all. You know, you're gonna end up wasting it and you're just that guy. But if you're like someone who actually was you know, smart or at least connected in a way where you are sociable and you can connect with people, you probably could take that money a lot farther I feel that I feel that uh yeah I think it's all about just at this point for me trusting myself to to make the right decisions when when I do have money and actually make the right decisions with the money I have at the moment you know not just waiting for like a, a fucking uh stimulus checks <laughs> and uh you know flipping that into something better <laughs> I don't know if uh, you was feeling that way but man that was a hard lesson to learn for sure those checks yeah now 2020 i feel like covid that definitely taught everybody you know what are you going to do when you can't clock in you can't go to that job and make your bread how are you going to survive and i think that taught everybody that lesson that was like nine to five or whatever job hours you're working that's not gonna cut it you gotta do something else for yourself because if you don't you're gonna fall flat you know, I think that's kind of pushed a whole new world of entrepreneurs out there, too, who are, like, searching for this information as well. I got you. Um, besides the entrepreneur side of the changes COVID made, because to me, I, you know, reflecting on it makes me think, like, damn, it was a worldwide thing where it affected everybody, kind of changed our lives in, in a way that they'll never be the same. Uh, so for you, besides, you know, having that light bulb turn on for a lot of entrepreneurs out there what's another change you feel like society has gone through because of going through something like that i mean 
definitely has pushed social boundaries a lot and gave a different perspective and built a different culture around it. Um, I think people are more conscious about like at least washing their hands in the bathroom, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as like a major cultural change, I think it's pushed technology to advance a lot farther and push kind of like the whole social media web3 realm onto the world and kind of made people recognize the crypto metaverse as its values and so by doing that it's actually allowing it to become more normalized than it would have been if covid never hit because if covid never hit and we were introduced to this web3 um you know, metaverse, VR thing, everyone's just gonna be like, nah, nah, nah. We've seen the pushback on like when cars took over from horses, you know? So you put a pandemic in there, basically it forced mankind to really excel itself on technology, but it pushed itself back on like social etiquette, I guess you could say. Yeah, social, yeah. yeah. No, no, I hear you. Uh, I work with kids. I work at a high school right now. And um, just seeing the kids, the freshmen that came in this year, when they missed like seventh and eighth grade. So they basically was like uh, elementary straight to high school. Uh, the social skills are are different. Um, and, you know, what's that? A little bit underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit underdeveloped in the sense where like they're extra, like super shy. Uh, you know, talking in person, meeting people in pe- person. Um, but they're also hella sarcastic, dude. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like they don't know when to turn that off. Like, how can I tell you're serious if you're being sarcastic all the time? Uh, and I almost eventually I'm going to ask them that question. Like, where did this come from? Like, was it a lot of interaction on the computer or like, you know, social media, video games and whatnot? Or and just not being in person? Because, yeah, so. I'll, I'll let you know that it's, it's just they're they're funny to me as an adult as long as they're not being disrespectful uh but yeah they just don't know how to turn off the sarcasm <laughs> uh, all right man gonna give it another spin go number 28 which is so this is like a a b and c kind of thing um for you which age do you feel like was the most important so far? Uh, 13, 21, or 25? Uh, I kind of want to say like 25, because right around that, that's right around the time I took that leap to go off on my own. I mean, 24 mm. when I did it, but um, like 25 is like that age where I finally stepped out into the world on my own and I had just been trying to figure it out. I had a backpack and I was living on a couch and working uh, stage production, doing concerts and festivals uh, just around the areas setting up. It wasn't really stable work, but I mean, it kind of just taught me sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do and, you know, just get it done. So that way you can just move on to the next step. Was, was there any kind of piece of advice you would have given your 25-year-old self? Like, you know, knowing what you know now? I would have told him, don't stop and buy Shiba and Dogecoin. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, for sure, Doge, man. <laughs> at that time, just tell him straight up, don't stop and just put like two hundred bucks in these things, bro. You'll thank me later. Like, I don't need you to put the whole paycheck. I know you already. You won't do it, but just put like fifty to two hundred in these things. Just forget about them, and then you'll 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 be looking in the mirror five years later saying thank you. <laughs> uh. I know crypto is kind of taking a hit. I, th- I think recently, maybe a couple months ago or whatnot. Um, you still feeling like it's it's the wave of the future, and you know, be, it's just a dip in a in a bigger climb later on. It's, it's just a it's just a bigger dip right now. And right now, I think the market is just trying to find a normalized area for itself. Mm. Uh, we're kind of seeing a shift with these different projects that are launching towards the end of this year. Ethereum 2.0 and Shibarium should be coming out next month. So that should kind of launch the whole Web3 platform. And we're hoping we'll see an updraft, like like it'll start going up again. But we're expect uh, people are expecting Bitcoin and Ethereum to kind of swap places. And so this swap, it's a very hard one to do. And so in this transition period, it's very volatile. So that's where I think with crypto it's not about believing in the crypto itself currently it's just about making the money on the chart if it's a chart and it looks like it's going to make you some money you don't have to believe in the product just make the money and get out everyone's like what is this coin what is this coin and it's good to do your research but when you're looking at a chart and it's telling you that information right there in front of you that it's going up and you can make a 10 percent to 20 percent people are afraid to go in and just grab that and get out because they want to stay in and just hold. And so it's kind of a learning, like this whole entrepreneur world is experiencing this crypto and you have these people who are taking these losses and just learning through that process. Just get in, get what you need and get out. There was actually one of the guys who we would work with at Waymo. He had done that with the Dogecoin, AMC, and Blockbuster, where he had been buying in and out on the dips and pretty much just climbing and building, and made I think around almost up to like one point, like one and a half million actually in that year. Yeah. Holy shit! He was working with me as in in my department, and he quit Waymo, ended up buying a house in Washington, Seattle, and just moved out there. Thirty-one years old, had a dog. No girlfriend, no kids, two-story home to himself. He paid off in cash. Shit. Oh, there's so, ways to do this, but people like to sit and just like be afraid, you know. And if in that moment there's action that can be taken that can help you, why not take it? You're just afraid. Well, you gotta gotta swallow it and just take the risk for the most part. I mean say life is risk you're not going to get out alive so might as well try i got you you feel like you've been paying attention enough or or knowledgeable enough to actually like be a broker in this thing like where you tell somebody all right i'm gonna be able to turn your money into this and i just want a percentage of that because i'm doing a lot of the work or (laughs) as of right now i'm just learning for myself and i'm just speaking for experience i wouldn't want to risk anybody else's money other than maybe like one or two friends who have like entrusted me to like just hold things for them on staking because they don't believe in crypto but you know as far as like telling people these certain ones i have certain groups i like message and be like i noticed this one is going up but 
it's very rarely that you know we end up getting the message out there that everyone ends up making money on. So I mean, I wouldn't want to be a broker, but I definitely want to do it for myself. And then if I could shed the knowledge to train people to do this, that'd be definitely something. I'd you know financial literacy people how to do this. I got you. I got you. I know earlier you had mentioned like you know you're you're trying to get your financials right to to do something big. Um, you want you want to keep that a secret, or you mind me asking like what what your vision is when it comes to that? Um, as of right now, um, there's just a couple of projects on the side. Most of them are just not really panning out. There were just projects with side buddies working with NFTs. Um, there is Amazon Marketplace project that I have going right now, That one of those FBAs that I have running that I'm trying to see if I can bring some of the family members in so that way they can start making some money and start working with that. And then on the side, I've kind of been just trying to figure out that whole music thing. You know, that's one of the main passions right there that I've had as a kid and uh, working and COVID just just kind of put me away from it. And now kind of in a place where I have time and money and experience that I can put behind the work. So I got you. Now, now next year. <laughs> I got you. Uh, what's a, what, you mind me asking what your performer name is? Like what, what's going to be on on the tracks when when they come up still trying to figure that out as of right now originally i had been going by four minds but that was a mexican restaurant and i kept getting tagged in a lot of shit <laughs> four so, minds <laughs> yeah four minds so i guess that's a restaurant in mexico and people kept tagging me on that but uh as of right now i'm kind of thinking of it as kind of paximili you know it's kind of the name i've kind of adapted for myself uh, my uncle, who had won the lottery in the 90s, uh, when I made my way to Hayward uh, for like a year and a half, he kind of mentored me, just kind of like living on the streets kind of thing. Mm. And uh, he kind of had a nickname known as Marco Velli. So <laughs> I pretty much came up with uh, another name for myself. People know me as Paximil. Paximili, I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking out for it, man. Uh, I think we got time for, for one more spin, so do that before we move on this next one is number seven and it is what would you say is the toughest thing to admit about yourself Mm. I think I think way too highly of myself I think that's my issue. To be, I think really highly of myself, and it's like I know that's a bad thing, but then I still tell myself it's a good thing, you know. And like, it's it's just a balance there. Like, when I'm not doing great, then that voice in my head starts telling me, you know, you're not doing great, you're not doing as good as you should be. And you know, uh, I've spent a lot of time over the past couple of years just trying to control that voice and just know that like I'm here for a reason. And it will be great. But as of right now, I'm just in the build-up period. And so, like, just demanding greatness right now, just is going to take my time for the most part. No, I got always, you, man. You know, I was kind of just telling myself, like, you're still, you're great, bro. You're great. Like, <laughs> you still got to give that positive reinforcement to yourself. But that also has to come with moderation, too, because then that's where the ego could just be inflamed. Yeah, man. No, I, I hear you. I, 
I don't know if you would say this is similar to how you feel about yourself, but I have this this thing, this confidence of like, you know, if I really try something or if I really get into something, I can do it. And it doesn't make me feel like, you know, uh, it, it doesn't intimidate me to feel like I've never done it before. It's like, oh, yeah, throw it at me. I'm a. I'm going to try my best, and then if it doesn't work out, I'm going to keep going until I feel like I'm actually kind of good at it. Uh, so, yeah, I I have an unshakable, unshakable confidence. I almost want to say irrational sometimes, right? Uh, because a lot of people will look at you and be like, nah, man, it's not going to work or it's not going to happen. And it's like, well, I don't know any other way to live but to, to go for it, you know? So either way, but yeah. You've worked a lot of jobs. I've worked a lot of jobs. I, I feel like that that right there is also kind of instilled in us that like no matter what task we get put in front of us, we can handle that, you know, and just I think through experience of doing that, we've just created that self greatness, you know, like I'm going to fucking handle it. Whatever the task is here, like done some weird shit. This ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right, man. Well, we made it to the closeout portion of the podcast. Before we go there, though, I have this quick exercise I would like you to take part of. Um, it is a uh, it's called the 34th mantra. So I have a, a three statements for you. I am. I can. I will. So I want you to fill in those blanks for me. I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. Let me know when you're ready, because it's probably the most uncomfortable part of the podcast. I'm going to do a reflection for you. So you are looking at yourself as you say these things. Um, let me know when you're ready. All right. I think I'm ready. All right, man. So it's I am, I can, I will. Go for it. I am Patrick Tamonti. I will take care of my family, take over this world, and I can do it. I will. I got you, man. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> if you ever need a reminder, now you got you got this little audio clip of yourself, so you know you could put that on repeat when whenever you need it. Uh, thank you for for participating, man. Uh, for having me, this has been fun. Show. Uh, so, just gonna finish out with some closeout questions, right, right quick. This this for next one is from a previous guest. Um, shout out to Chelsea. Chelsea's question for you is what does it mean to you when you hear uh, the phrase break up word break up word break up word up word oh break up word oh yeah, break yeah, yeah. up word oh okay yeah yeah I know because Chelsea's actually a breakup coach um, so she wanted to hear what, how, what other people thought of the phrase break up word what does that mean I mean I would when I hear that word, I think of like a roof or a ceiling above you that needs to be broken. There's some barrier mm. that you created or something that is stopping you from doing more. And you need to find a way to break through that barrier. I got you. Break upwards, break upwards through the barrier. Climb your way up. And up. I got you. Got you. Uh, second to last question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions what inspires you to be who you are what inspires 
you to be who you are. I'm just writing it down. Man, uh, I've been trying to answer this last question as well. Um, so I think like earlier you talked about your, uh, your stepdad writing about experiences. Uh, so I think for sure it's like, uh, you know, I don't want to go super deep into this, but it's all the experiences I've had um, that kind of make me feel like, well, this is the only right way for me, um, which means, you know, other folks have other experiences, so their way is different. Um, but for, for sure, people I've met, the way people have treated me and how, you know, have inspired me to treat other people, all that kind of, uh, you know, made me or inspires me to be who I am. And it's almost, you know, like having that irrational confidence in ourselves. Um, even if, you know, we're, you seem like a people person, you know, you gave me good vibes. So I don't know if when we exude that energy, we get that energy back. It just kind of solidifies our personalities a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I got you. And then uh, my last question for you, man, 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? tell them that at least at some point this family tried to do someone in this family tried to do something great it wasn't just for themselves mm. got you man uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here no this was awesome bro this was great this is awesome being here I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed man um, I want to thank you again for, for making time for this I know we, we, we kind of planned it Maybe a year or so ago And you know yeah. Life happens So we we, <laughs> continue, uh, we, we we continue to move on And um, I was going to say Oh Plug in You have any plugs Any shout outs you want to do uh, I know I asked for your Your cousin's uh, my, music My cousin's music uh, If you want to go check him out uh, his name is Antonio Patrick, Patrick like me, but Antonio, uh, you can check him out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, all the main networks you can buy music on. You can check him out on his album. I think he's got two out right now. He just released like a month and a half ago. Um, if you're interested in reading also to my dad's books, those are also available. It's Brian Solis. He's created, uh, what is it? WTF, What's the Future of Business and uh, Life Scale. It's also a life. Uh, self-help book too you guys can uh, check out great reads uh, if you like to listen to that rap music my cousin makes it's kind of dark just to let you know not really for the kids just for you know most of the adults just feeling in the type of like we doing out here kind of thing but uh, you know balance balance between both gotcha man thank you thank you for sharing I uh, definitely want to check out uh, Life Scale that sound the title already got me so uh, probably gonna check that out eventually and um yeah, man. Thank you, Pat, for, for, you know, coming through, having this open conversation. It's been great getting to know you a little bit more. Um, and I hope you had fun, you know, just answering these introspective, reflective questions. Um, want to thank the folks out there. If you listening uh, and watching on YouTube, thank you for your time as well. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And it uh, fades out from there, man.